everybody, and welcome to this October, November 2020 edition of the Bizarre Briefing. Bing, bing, bing. I am Bryce Castillo. Uh, Joined as always, we've got Brant. Hi, that's me. We got uh, John here in studio. Hello. And Corey. Yep. And we're joined again with Heather Gardner. Thank you for joining us, Heather. Hey. Uh, this is the behind the scenes podcast about all of the stuff we do here at Bizarre Magic, including uh, the YouTube channels like Modern Rogue and Scam Nation, the podcasts like Night Attack and Court Killers, uh, ScamStuff.com, the online store, and all sorts of other fun goodness. So thank you everybody for joining us. It's been it's been, I was telling John this earlier in while we were shooting some ads earlier today that uh, this show, Bizarre Briefing, is fueled by when we have shoots, but because we've been doing these um, these kind of shooting stints where Jason's staying here, that means that we get a lot of stuff that we could talk about, but we're very tired because we're just shooting nonstop. And so we're doing yet another dual month kind of episode <laughs> of the bizarre briefing so this will cover some of the stuff that we have that happened over october and november yeah uh and a lot a lot did happen uh very briefly <laughs> this the is a bizarre briefing brief, a, a very brief briefing here um so days day after the last episode of the show was recorded oh. uh uh uh, and Heather was in town. Heather was in, in Austin, how, looking, watching over some of the shooting stuff. Uh, 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 you, you probably saw it's been talked about to death almost at this point. Uh, Brian did come down with uh, COVID-19. Uh, he did catch it. And uh, uh, the people who are on this show did, or today did not catch it. Uh, uh, we, we were able to kind of lock down and, and uh, keep exposure limited as much as possible. Um, and now he has gotten over it. Uh, he's got the immunity antibodies and all that stuff, but it, it was like the day or the day after, I think was when he got tested yeah. a rapid test and he found it. And, uh, uh, it sounds like it was not fun. He and, uh, oh. Bonnie, his wife got it and, uh, it didn't sound fun even in their, no. I won't call it easy, but certainly not life-threatening um, uh, symptoms. So uh, that's just a little bit of housekeeping there on uh, <laughs> yeah, and, coronavirus uh, COVID-19. And so as a result, uh, Heather's one week visit to come and work with us and learn how things actually happen while we're shooting, uh, it turned into like two and a half, three weeks because we had to quarantine for two weeks before we could send her home. Right. What a fun trip to Austin I had where <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to do anything. And and instead of even staying at our cool facilities that are built for people, for visitors, uh, our other uh, person, uh, David Rowan, also got, he tested positive for COVID. So she had to and move so she out had, of here. She had to live in my living room for two weeks. And so that was, that was fun for us, but we survived. We got along. Yeah, that's and I watched the entirety of the boys. It was, yes. it was fine. Oh, nice. Season two. Yeah, it's good. And you yeah. guys knew each other before all of this. We've known each so. other like knocking on 10 years now. Wow. So yeah. that, that makes it a little bit easier. I mean, I yeah. I go home to I live by myself. And so <laughs> that's that that's there's some toughness with that. Yeah, so, uh, that's a, a little bit of an update. Uh, and uh, part of why this show is. Uh, another dual month episode is because we did another modern rogue shoot uh, another two week or so shoot i don't even remember the things that we shot i don't know what things that we shot 
because uh, it was two <laughs> weeks ago now at this point. Um, I think what what we had talked about doing was like on one of those last days of saying, we'll do the bizarre briefing after a shoot day. Oh, yeah. And that never happened because those days were long and tiring. So, um, so, but that means we've shot a lot more Modern Rogue stuff that'll be continuing to come out through uh through december and into the next year yeah we got we got this year covered at least uh so so that's um a, a little bit about that uh briefly before we get into some of the monarch stuff because a lot of monarch stuff uh has happened i did want to talk about some scam nation stuff uh, uh while we were doing another shoot with uh, uh uh with jason here at the studio we uh, got to take a day and do uh, some more scam nation episodes with him and they were they were a lot of they were a lot of fun. Um, uh, Jason and Josie like have very compatible energies. I feel like, and and those en- episodes ended up being <laughs> ended up being very good because in both of them, uh, uh, Jason or Josie was like the confederate on was kind of in on the prank or the yeah. joke, and so uh, it was kind of a fun one two punch of. Josie does the water bottle prank on on Jason, and he uh, was in on it for the uh, um oh gosh what was it the brain drain the brain drain where uh, mm. where you uh, clench your jaw and you can feel it in, in your temples. Um, so those were fun. We also had a, a video come out this uh, this week, uh, or I guess last week as as we're recording this uh, with uh, a special appearance by uh, Justin Robert Young. Uh, on the phone playing, oh yeah, playing government. The, the government, government, which is a lot of fun. Uh, that was, I think, that was something where, uh, <laughs> where it, it's so funny. Uh, I think I, I think I did end up using it at the start of this this video, but between episodes, Josie, uh, one of the other videos we had shot that day was a card trick, and at the end of it, Josie goes, uh, "Oh, you should teach me another, teach me another card trick." And so uh, we end up having like to take a big break and Brian goes and calls Justin and fills him in on, on the whole thing. But unfortunately, we did not actually record her saying that. It was like right yeah. after we stopped rolling. Uh, but I think, I think in, uh, 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 in all, it, 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 ends, it ends up being fine in a very short, like kind of self-contained story. Ah, I love it when my daughter says, teach me a card trick. Mm-hmm. Here's a card trick. Um, but it would have been ni- it would have been nice <laughs> to be able to spice that, but it it ended up being very good. Um, uh, the last uh, scam nation topic is uh, um, uh, a little bit of a tough uh, was was a a challenge. Let's say uh, we did the replicate an impossible object uh, video uh, uh, in uh, in November, and uh, was it this one? I- I think it was. Now that I think about it, I may no, was it? Oh gosh, I don't even know now. We <laughs> oh, this is great. Uh one one of these episodes around this time, um we had we had an issue with uh with one of the cameras where uh 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 we we were, we were repositioned to go get some B-roll at the end of a shoot over over the shoulder with Brian and um I think it was the impossible object then. And I raised the pole the center pole on one of the tripods and something jostled in the camera and it and it uh, it like power flickered and so it didn't end up closing the file damn. which was which is frustrating we had shot about 15 minutes of footage at that point and in the past when that's happened 
you would maybe lose a minute or so of footage. In this case, I ended up losing like five minutes of footage. Like the entire back half of that video, yeah. we just don't have that camera, which was unfortunate because that was the the one that was moving around and and yeah. like in that in the video, you kind of we uh, we covered it up with voiceover, but um, it was supposed to be Brian makes it and then Josie makes it and we don't have any footage of her making it at that point because the <laughs> camera was lost so in we got a little bit of voiceover of brian saying let's do it together and you can see her fiddling with something in the background and so it ended up saving it mm-hmm. but it was it was it was it was a very tough that was a very tough and that's like episode. the second time that's happened to you right it has it has yeah and it's it, the the most tough thing more than even losing the footage is that in repairing the footage it doesn't all come back um perfectly like mm. there are little hiccups and glitches and in oh, oh it's jumped it jumped four frames here <laughs> oh, it jumped back two frames uh which makes all of our multi-cam workflow really yeah. really difficult especially when you make a proxy of that footage because oh, then the proxy of that footage is also messed up in a different way oh. and so you edit it in one way at, with the proxies and then you like have to go in frame by frame basically because they're so small of jumps and even then, I think like three or four very little blips made it into that video. Yeah, I've, I've dealt with that before. I shot some lectures for the James Randi Foundation, and they were all shot on tape. And so they had to be transferred over FireWire. And FireWire is, it's not a perfect system to transfer tape to, you know, an MPEG. And so, no, yeah. you should do AVI with, I don't know. You should do fair. I was not in it. charge of handing me <laughs> the footage. As someone who used to do DV tapes, you, just, you really should just go to AVI, I believe, is the way to I do it. I mean, even if they were, I'm sure there was still been a frame missing here and there. And mm. um, So uh, that's some, scams, uh, some Scam Nation stuff. Let's uh, change gears to Modern Rogue. A lot of videos have come out um, in, the past, uh, <laughs> in the past few months. In fact, we've just got a super long list here. Uh, John... Wh- Guide us down this list here. Um, well, let's see. The first one, what do you got there? Candy wine? Candy oh, wine. I didn't put that there. That would have been Heather. That's a good one. Yeah. Heather, tell us about candy wine. I just thought this was a really fun one. I liked it a lot. And I'm working on another gross video right now. So I wanted to go back to this one. <laughs> so this was uh, Jason had concocted these, right? It was me. Uh, well, okay. Well, yeah. Jason, Jason, Jason came up with the idea. He was like, hey, we should do uh well the, i think i don't know if it's the next episode up but we we did just regular wine homemade wine using grape juice and then so jason was like hey we should do something dumb like skittles and so uh-uh. i went and grabbed all the skittles and whatever uh dried candy they had at the store and then put them in a blender and then <laughs> did the yeast and and whatever. Oh, so you didn't separate them out didn't, what do you mean? Like, so in college, I made Skittles vodka. And the way that you do that is you separate the colors. And then, because oh, oh. they each have yeah, slight the, chemical differences, <laughs> yes. I guess. No, I just put the whole, uh, a whole bag of Skittles in a blender with uh, a touch bit more of sugar in order to make the mixture right. And then yeast and water, of course. And then let it set for nearly a month. I think it was about three weeks in a warm room. And it makes its own alcohol, about about the same alcohol level as a uh, uh, wine. Mm-hmm. And you did this with a few other different candies yep. as Nerds. they explore in the video. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, how was it putting that together, Heather? Did we... Not too bad, but I had to redo that graphic. Uh, I had to change that graphic so many times. <laughs> Which graphic? So that was fun. Um, the the one that says their guesses. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You were on it a second ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because uh, what? Because because they kept changing their minds. It was like slight adjustments that needed to be made. And there mm. was... I think it was a combination of me and Brian giving her notes. Yeah, that was the only real tricky okay. part. And yeah, I did a, a little trick where Rex didn't technically guess Plato. He did give a correct, like not the correct guess, but he did give a real guess. But it was funnier to leave the Plato in, so I did. <laughs> oh, there's the graphic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very cool. Well, that's uh, the candy wine. And so there were there were a couple of those. That's the first one of them to come out, right? I think the uh, regular wine came out first. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Wine. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Uh, the next one we got here, daiquiri. I think I was not there for this. Uh, tell me about the perfect daiquiri. I just like that I snuck in some sort of uh, political subtitles in this one because I ended up going on a deep dive, like learning about the history of rum. A lot of slavery point, going Jason, on with rum. Yeah, Jason mentioned Christopher Columbus, and I was like, hey, fun fact. Did you know that the express purpose of his trip was to conquer lands and enslave people and that <laughs> uh, he brought sugarcane everywhere so that you could have slaves make the rum and then use the rum to buy more slaves? <laughs> so I worked that in there, and I was... <laughs> pretty proud of that in a silly video about making a daiquiri like here's your history lesson mm. but it's good i think a lot of people um uh i think i think it's kind of well known that people have um for lack of a better word beef with christopher columbus oh yeah maybe not the specifics mm. of it um so that's that that's a good bit of kind of context to to add into a video there yeah we uh, yeah, I think- and i learned as I say, I also learned about the uh, British uh, Navy having the rum rations. I did not know that until Jason mentioned it. And I went on a deep dive about that, too, that they actually rationed eight ounces of rum to sailors per day. Wow. Oh, per day. <laughs> per day. That's a lot of rum, man. That's a lot of rum. Yeah. I guess that beats brushing your teeth. When you don't have, when you don't have Colgate, I guess uh, eight ounces of rum a day will do you. Wow. Man. Jesus. That's uh, I think that's what people also dig about the modern rogue is we, we do these behind the scenes deep dives on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Di- so, uh, Dakar, how many? That was with Trevor. How many Trevor videos ended up getting shot? Uh, three. Three. Three total. So we got two mm-hmm. more. Nice. We got one yep. on zombie drinks and one on what else, Heather? Painkiller. Painkiller. Yeah, painkiller. Oh, okay. That's nice. the name of a drink. It's not a. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I woke up today and I was like, I could use an Aleve smoothie, though. Just, I mean, <laughs> just give me an ad, give me an Advil and Coke, and uh, with a little rum, and you got a painkiller. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's very... exactly what's in it. <laughs> uh, and another one. I mean, just 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 plowing through these uh, smoke arrows. We made smoke arrows, and they worked. This was oh, yeah, a, a, an interesting one to uh, um, to to shoot. We all uh, are. Uh, uh, Pun intended. Heather, we were here on shooting that one here at HQ. Uh, how was that? That was fun. Uh, Heather did a good job of uh, going dramatic in the opening. But if you go to the opening, Brian was like, no, 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 John, you got to make this obnoxious. So I took Heather's perfectly 
perfectly functional, dramatic, and I made it very obnoxious. So uh, I think it's like right at the opening. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah. like everything I could grab from fucking, yeah. Ah, uh, I see all the special effects. Every, that... every video co-pilot asset I had. <laughs> I think that explains, because I think I, when I went to go watch this, I didn't watch it all. I think I intentionally just skipped ahead to the bit when we said you were going to do that. And because I think later on, there's none of those effects. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's quote unquote, the joke is that you see what we did at the very beginning. Mm. And later on, you're like, oh, so that's where the beginning came from. At least that was me and Brian. That was our hope that people would get that. Ah, okay. Uh, so you should have watched the beginning. I should have watched. I, I'm sorry. I the planning of that episode was a crazy one too. Yeah, that's was nothing that? like what we initially <laughs> were going to do. Really, that was, that was all. A lot of that was audibles on uh, shooting day from uh, Brian and us, just kind of working out what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So now we were we were going to shoot basically targets and stuff, just regular. Uh, just a more normal shoot, but then we decided to come up with a story of of people uh, squatting squatting in the uh, wigwam out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which we've gotten a little flack for that. <laughs> I'll admit, maybe yeah. not a good time to be shooting arrows at the homeless. Um, I, I I do remember but, distinctly that part of the shoot and going. Mm. You know, there's an eviction way of coming. Yeah, yeah, right? but then again, yeah. But then again, like, hopefully, if people stick around and saw that it's Jason and Brian running yeah. out of the of the house, hopefully that there were some people who wanted rent forgiveness. Yeah. Oh goodness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had an instinct to like try and cut that joke out, and then I realized it was in there way too much, oh, and there's yeah. no way I could yeah. cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's smoke arrows. Um, this one, this one was fun. Pepper's, uh, uh, Pepper's ghost, the secret of the Pepper's yes. ghost illusion. This was, wasn't this out by last episode? No, I, guess it I, I looked that up. I was like, wait, this had to have been out. No, because we look at that guy's it, hair. Oh my God. My hair was so much shorter. Cause we recorded <laughs> the bizarre briefing on September 22nd. Ah, uh, got you. Bob. But you didn't actually release it until like. Mm, it doesn't matter like, when that episode <laughs> came out. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> look. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that one started off with the the little skit between me and Anna. Yes, Lisa. which was fantastic. And I I did a. Uh, I, we have a brand new feature, uh, editor uh, commentary thing that we are will we will get more diligent about doing now that we've finished our huge block of shooting. Mm -hmm. But I did a little editor's commentary discussing that video and how it all came together. And it was mostly Heather's baby. But uh, at the end, I had to make a few special effects work. Mm. Uh, how was, uh, starting from the beginning, how was putting that skit together, Heather? Because I know when we shot it, we did maybe one or two takes. <laughs> and, uh, or I guess one or two full takes. And it was completely like not scripted at all yeah. and i know that <laughs> for me when we edit stuff that's kind of unscripted or using multiple takes it can be tough because there's not as much continuity or storylines change drastically yeah i was kind of amazed how easily that worked out because i took the best bits from each take and it would be like wildly different but somehow it it all worked out together and I gotta say, man, uh, Bryce, I, you, well, both you and Annalisa were really good. Like Annalisa has is perfect at doing just that neutral mask. Like, hey, I'm just telling the truth. Mm -hmm. But Bryce, you have a you have a great way of delivering um, 
like <laughs> like a punchline, just like that lingering, like I mean, maybe it's from Arrested Development, just that lingering dead punchline mm. of yeah. And so it just turned out to be, you know, not a help but a hindrance. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember feeling very, I remember watching the skit multiple times. I was very yeah. proud of my performance on that. No, you nailed it. Um, and then, and then it even like, uh, part two of the skit is like Brian going into the warehouse and, uh, encountering the Jason, yeah. uh, Pepper's ghost. And this one, a lot of the reason so that fun. I dug in after Heather had already worked on it mm-hmm. is because I was, I was mildly embarrassed by some of my lens and camera choices. Really? Because, uh, yeah, like I went with my my nifty 50, you know, that I've had forever just because I finally was able to bring it to our set. But really, I should have gone with the Voidlander because it was not nearly like that. That I had to fake a lot of that. The shot of Jason? Like I had to isolate Jason and brighten him up. Oh, really? And like I had to do a lot of fucking post work on this. Oh, Wow. I didn't. And, I didn't even know. Yeah. It, it looks and, good. And the funny thing is, is it popped even more in person. Yeah, it's in very person, visible. It fantastic. But in post, I was like, "Damn it! I went with the wrong fucking lens," mm. and so I had to fix a lot of that myself. It, it came out looking really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, trying to shoot in the soundstage as if it is a dark space <laughs> uh, is not something we've done too too much of. I don't think. Um, and I think it, it ended up looking. Looking really nice. Uh, uh, yeah. Because, I mean, the soundstage gets almost perfectly dark. Yeah. I think the, uh, the unfortunate thing about the soundstage uh, is that the insulation, which is nice, uh, is white, which is not great mm. um, in terms of just trying to keep... Oh, was that was that Heather's Star Wars wipe? Yep, I love those. Fucking loves her Star Wars wipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's like at an angle. It's not a full, a full horror. So it's classy. <laughs> um, anything else on the Pepper's Ghost? Did you have to, how did the end result come out of the actual Brian to Jason effect? Uh, oh, the, the, them doing the actual like uh, transformation. Was there, was there any kind of. Well, again, uh, there was quite a bit of after effects going into that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I remember us kind of running and gunning that half of the sh- the shoot, and uh, I mean it look it does look pretty good. I think if you you know for for having put it together very very quickly, yeah, um, I think it looks good. And the fact that we were using barn doors instead of just switches, and mm-hmm. it was, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. The lowest setting on these light panels is not off. Oh yeah, <laughs> that you go to zero and it's still. It's still pretty, pretty, pretty bright. bright. Uh, the full LED panel. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's Pepper's Ghost. Uh, uh, the Crystal Skull, making a uh, sugar crystal skull. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun one. Uh, and Corey, yeah. you you were you were on this one. Yes, I was indeed. Yeah. So this is another one that started off that uh, we were just gonna do the bottles, the uh, sugar glass bottles, and right. Then, and then we expanded it out to... We modern rogued it. Yeah. We did a level 10 on it and, and created a big monster uh, head using the mold of Jason's head. Mm. How long uh, How long did it make to make that crystal? Oh, man. I, so I started making bottles. Uh, 
probably about four, three or four in the afternoon. And I finished making all the bottles in that head probably about 1 a.m. Oh, wow. Wow. So it took a long time. It's big. I love his head is still concave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That was, I used basically a full bag of isomalt. There's probably like three pounds of isomalt to make that uh, head of Jason's. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one was also started with the, is it Raiders yep. Uh, intro? Yep. Um, I, I know we, someone had put together on Reddit. A oh, side not just side. someone, a sneaky editor it named Heather Gardner. Oh, it was, Heather made this one. Yeah. Oh yes. The burlesque baker. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. So yeah, one in the same modern road, crystal skull versus Indiana Jones. Uh, and, and you cut together the original clip, uh, alongside the, uh, the modern rogue one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, am I wrong was, in assuming, Heather, that this was your cheeky way of showing me, hey, my original timing was just fine. You didn't have to speed it up so much, man. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> oh my Mostly, gosh. too, I was impressed when I was cutting it. I watched it side by side, and I was like, you guys got it exactly right. So I tried to cut it so that it was Yeah, because exactly Heather did give me, like, Heather's original cut was like the, you know, the genuine article, the real McCoy. And then Brian looked at it. He's like, no, you got to speed that shit up, John. I'm like, all right, I'll just chop it up. Mm. But, uh, but I do love the side by side. It's, that's very good. Yeah. yeah. That turned out really good. So is that side by side? So that side by side is your original cut, uh, Heather? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Because I mean, the one I made is like one third the length. <laughs> I just butchered it. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm a producer. I butcher. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of butchering, uh, another... Uh, the, oh, that's right. The Desperate Defense uh, videos oh, yeah. finally yeah. came out. Yep. yep. Uh, uh, the ping pong... Uh, what are the other two? The uh, turkey baster yep. and... Oh, I'm going to get it. Oh, I'm going to get it. Necktie. Oh. Necktie. Oh, Heather, that's don't... Right. I wasn't going to get it. I wasn't, I wasn't going to get it. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so I think, I think we did at least talk about this last episode that, uh, there's only three in this week of desperate defense because they have, uh, kind of extended intros or extended cinematics. Yeah. Jesus. I couldn't imagine doing a full week of the intros we did because they were yeah, very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, how, how, uh, uh, John and, and, and Brant, how is that on the shooting side of that? Because I'm, I'm sure... Uh, I, I got to say that's more of a Brant question because I was only there for part of those shoots. Gotcha. Yeah, so I wasn't there for the necktie stuff, but I was there for the rest of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I find that when we do... I, I mean, it, one of the nice things about the way that we typically do episodes with, you know, three cameras locked down on tripods and it's just the guys talking or whatever. And you kind of point the cameras at the same spot for 45 minutes and then you're done. Um, one of the nice things about that is that it's like, it's very streamlined and uh, the, the people behind the cameras don't have to make too many choices. I mean, you have to make sure that stuff is framed up appropriately and in focus. Um, but it's just kind of like pushing through it, but something like this, um, where you're trying to get a bunch of different shots and you're trying to come up with, you know, solutions to problems and you're trying to like be creative and you're trying to tell a story and, uh, that really just bloats the shoot time I find. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, one of these oh. videos would be an entire shoot day. Right. For the most part. 
Yeah, I mean, um, that, the maybe pong, two. The, the ping pong one I heard was was especially long, but even the turkey baster one, that was pretty much the whole day. I think I remember going into the turkey baster one, and the idea was, okay, well, these will be smaller now that they're the subsequent ones. And it was, uh, it did seem shorter, but it was long enough where we couldn't do the the necktie in the same day as the uh, the turkey baster. Yeah, and yeah. it was pretty physical to shoot too. <laughs> yeah, injury yeah. counter. Multiple it was an injuries. injury counter shoot. Yeah, for sure. With man. a fucking turkey baster. You That's guys. Right. It, it was it was when it went in the your mouth. Was that right, Corey? Yeah, yeah. It cut the little thing underneath my tongue. Oh, oh no! Yeah, that, the little uh, connector the thing that goes oh, from the, the bottom of your tongue. He to... can he can Gene Simmons now. Watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, uh, that's not. <laughs> I don't need to see it. Okay. <laughs> this is a family show for all uh, viewers. Um, Wait, yeah. is this a family show? No, it's not. I'm but not. I just don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, but when, when he was jamming a turkey baster down my uh, throat, my tongue got caught and he ripped the uh, thing. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I survived though. Oh, and Brian yeah. hurt his hand shoving it into your mouth too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one of yeah. them, I, I threw him off of me, and then so he oh. landed. Bryce, you got to show this moment in the editor commentary where we actually show the work that Heather did. That I completely—it was the metallic hand you were just at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, because uh, I in the original video. Oh my god! I forgot to basically. John. I didn't. Basically, I spent so much fucking time. Wait, hold on, set me up here. So, take a step oh. back here. So this oh. is which this this is the ping pong paddle desperate defense video. Yes, and there's a graphics shot of a metal hand over Brian as he's kind of swinging it at the yes. desk. Yes, and and the backstory, uh, my fault, my bad. Uh, I had put in Heather and I had put in so many hours in the dramatic intro. That by the time he got to the talking portion, I was like, no, it's probably just fine. Whatever. And so I released it and it had this literal like color bar screen of missing footage. Oh, in yeah. the published video. Oh, it, that's that's the public video. Is it still there? It's still, of course, it's still what there. The f why did you, you can't take down stuff and and yeah. It's still well, there. Well, I will say, no. there, there have been a couple scam school episodes <laughs> from a handful of years back that definitely did get pulled down that I was like, ooh, ooh, that's not good. Right, <laughs> right. That That's that's my thinking is I know with scam school, if we caught something and if it was like only an hour or two after published, we might we might pull it and, and re-up it. Not in Modern Rogue, my friend. Ooh. That is just up there. And here's the, here's the crazy thing. Not a single comment has mentioned it. Really? Yeah, yeah, not a single comment has mentioned that there is a full like second and a half of no footage. And and so my apologies to Heather because she matched perfectly like Brian moving his hand when he was making a joke about something. Yeah. And I just didn't catch it. And it's it's out there, man. It's in it's in the ether. Uh, that's wild to me. That that is a wild. Yeah. And I even pointed out to Brian like two days later, I was like, Brian, did you see this? He's He's like, no, I didn't fucking see this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like, oh, oh no, actually, it. actually, yeah. he said what he said. He he said, uh, I thought it was like part of a joke or something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sure. I was just really proud of the joke, so I went to watch it. And it looks good. She <laughs> looks so good. Like, job of motion tracking it. Oh, my God. My Thank fault. You. I'll take the blame. And uh, so this could be <laughs> caught in the, uh, uh, I guess, the editing commentary for that. If you are a Patreon, for the patron. Um, 
very cool so so speaking on those uh, uh commentary tracks what is uh what's the deal with them so these are going to be the a new uh a replacement patreon reward basically i don't want to call it a replacement just a new oh, thing we do Mm-mm-mm. you know a new fun like because because uh to me it's it's fairly simple to just rewatch with you know like a screen capture Mm-hmm. and go through the actual edit kind of step by step and like oh man remember when we did this oh yeah i had to add that after effects thing that was cool yeah i believe it's going into the bonus content section a bonus content section yeah for for the patrons so yeah. gotcha. uh, we just have like a general and you'll get bonus content and so that's just kind of going gotcha yeah. there. gotcha gotcha and it's been it's been a little slow recently because we had like a full you know two weeks of shooting Mm-hmm. And it's the holidays and blah 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 excuse excuse. So <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure people will be hungry to watch uh, more more stuff like that. Yes, that's a. I think that is an cool <laughs> idea. Um, and then um, uh, some more here. This is a video on scam stuff. Brian and Jason accidentally make a podcast. Yes, uh, we we decided to in this particular shoot utilize some of the downtime i actually wasn't there for that i was i was uh editing at that moment you were lucky that was a very long shoot yeah and it was so long that brian just started his whole you know night attack game like hey let's think of funny questions for each other and so it just turned into this like fun little brian and jason podcast hey can i tease something right quick oh no sure sure hey are you gonna be a liar in a few months is this a real thing it's a real thing Okay. Right. There might be, you can't tell anybody, Bryce, you can't tell anybody, <laughs> but there might be some redesigns. Yeah, Bryce. <laughs> there, there might be some redesigns of the Patreon and uh-huh. in the $5 level, there might be a modern rogue podcast coming. Oh, just saying. Oh, sounds like you're threatening him right now. Just saying. Don't tell <laughs> yeah. nobody though. I'm scared. Interesting. <laughs> News, news to what me. Are you gonna do about this it? is this is the point of this show to yep. learn about all these things. <laughs> what are you going to do about, about it, Bryce? I, I mean, I don't know. I usually produce the podcast, so I, I wonder what we might um, maybe redesigning a lot of the Patreon okay. stuff. Everything that's is probably, changing. I mean, that's probably good. I mean, the Patreon stuff really, I don't think changed has changed too much yeah. in the the few years since it's been up. Yep. I mean, now, uh, Jason, Annalisa, and then uh, Brant helped out a bunch, and then of course me. Uh, looking at keeping what works now and then expanding uh into new new ventures should be a lot of fun so more news on that very cool coming soon coming coming soon everybody patreon.com slash modern rogue r-o-g-u-e uh that's cool yeah i mean i i uh you know with um the podcasts uh, hey, I said don't tell anybody. <laughs> with with cord killers and night attack and uh, weird things, uh, those three have their own have each have their own Patreon, and um, uh, the episodes get published to there. But those also haven't really like been re-upped, and so there's still some things in there that is, let's say, um, legacy promises. Yeah. Yep. In terms of like on, on the night attack one, like you'll get voting shares when we record comedy albums <laughs> thing they haven't done in, mm. in in quite a while or uh i think on the cord killers one the one for the five dollar an episode uh level you do still get your name in the credits we update those every couple of weeks uh but then like inner circle emails like that 
never has never ever happened um and weird things the weird things one especially had like all these huge goals of like if we hit ten thousand hundred thousand dollars a, a, a month we'll do weird con and we'll i i know that one of the next goals on weird things which is maybe still is still maybe out of out of reach is like we will officially do a video version of the podcast oh. because even though we stream it live and um uh, Leon, who runs BBpedia videos, uh, uploads the archive of the stream. We don't have an official weird things and after things video feed, mm-hmm. um, which occasionally people ask us about, yeah. but it's just it's kind of not feasible at that at that level. Um, another more recent uh, modern rogue video that uh, has come out are uh, the uh, uh, the alcohol rockets upgrade. The rant. Uh, so yeah, Brent, mm. this one this one was one of yours. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it was it was an interesting episode. It's a follow up to the previous uh, the build of Satan's Trident or whatever the bottle launcher uh, uh, object is named, mm. and um, and yeah, so they kind of wanted to uh, science it up a little bit, get some get some viewers suggested improvements, and uh, and just like make the bottle fly through the air better. And uh, and we did some tests and we measured and and then I, I got things put together and I was like, hey, you know what? It would be great if we had some more science stuff in here. So I recorded some more science stuff and went out there with Corey and we tried to get it to work and it, it kind yeah, of didn't for a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, you, you we, we guys got- try to use the fence kind of as a measuring tool at some point here. Some yeah, science so we, we, adjacent Murphy. We we marked off some ten foot um some ten foot measurements with tape uh to uh, get a measure of the speed over that distance, hmm. um and yeah it, it was pretty good uh we got some okay data uh, not not many samples but I think I think it's fine for what this is, um uh the the one thing that I so I I, I gave kind of a, a a rough explanation of what's happening there. Um, but my explanation is kind of like based off of model rockets, um, which I think are like applicable to a certain degree because it's like, you know, these bottles are only accelerating up to like a couple feet and then the rest, it's just kind of like drifting through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the model rocket stuff is a little bit more for like acceleration for a long period of time. Um but it, it's kind of the, the explanation is kind of similar to how planes work. Um, so there's 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 some commonality there. The the one thing that I wish I had noticed beforehand and wish I had been able to do a little bit more research on is somebody in the comments mentioned that um, the bottle was spinning and that helped with its stability. Um, mm-hmm. Which only when looking back through the footage, I could see that the uh, improved bottle did have like a slight uh, spin along its longest axis. Um, and it, it wasn't enough that it was like, oh yeah, this is a huge factor, but I, I'm sure, I'm sure it factors in to some degree. Um, and I would have loved to have like researched that and included it in the explanation, but what are you going to do? Deadlines. Uh, I do, I, I, so I, I have a question about, uh, about this for John and Brant, cause John, you were there when we shot this. Yeah. And Brant, you did you did the editing on this. Uh, one thing I noticed that didn't make it into the final video was uh, the bottle tracking, which was uh, I'm sure not great in terms of 
trying to you know zoom in and catch it in real time as much as possible how did did, did how did that footage end up looking and uh uh it, i i i don't want to that was i was on that camera so i'm trying not to put this in a way that's why didn't you use my footage because that's not what i mean but, um, why didn't you use this footage brand <laughs> i asked you to no. and like i i uh, but, but like and and that is like trying to we, we had this with the card throwing episode and both of the times we've done card throwing episodes both on modern rogue and on scam nation it's very tough to follow something moving fast um in 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 camera and so a lot of times it's just not just that footage is not super usable brent why didn't you use this footage <laughs> Yeah, so I, I can go over that. And also remember, there, there was sort of a similar thing with the um, modified Nerf dart gun uh, video. Um, we had we had test shots out next to the warehouse that was like, oh, let's see how far this can go. And I had to, you know, we only had two camera operators or whatever, and we needed one one couldn't cover the wide shot. So we had like this super wide shot and I had to like look at sub pixel movement to track the Nerf darts because you couldn't see them. They were so small. Yeah. Um, so here, uh, so we used that shot just a little bit, but not too much. I think, um, I think it was too, um, too, uh, in, in order for that shot to really work, what you need to do is do something kind of similar to what we did with the javelin throwing video or the, what is it called? Uh, 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 um, and so with the atlatl, basically you need to be like right behind them as they're throwing it, be as wide as possible, and then push in as it gets further away. Um, and that's really the only way I can really feasibly see tracking something that is uh, that fast. You need to like go as wide as possible when it's at its uh, fastest speed, and then you can push in as it gets further away. Um, and that's kind of how you would reasonably track it, because otherwise it's like, yeah, you could kind of predict when it's going to shoot and then like pan over and follow it, but it's it's always going to it's not going to be timed up right. Um and also like these bottles are clear against a bright sky. Uh -huh. Um so it's like they kind of just blend in. Corey, why didn't um, you paint the bottles? Well, that would be dry. If we, if, if <laughs> we had used maybe, maybe those like uh kind of green tinted bottles or something. Like uh, a like a sprite, sprite two liter or something. Yeah. yeah, then then maybe that would have showed up a bit better. Where's my diet Mountain um, Dew bottles, Corey? The the day we filmed this was not was not the original day that we had scheduled. <laughs> In other words, like <laughs> this was a oh crap we the thing we wanted to film today we can't uh, and I'm like well I guess I have bottle rockets ready <laughs> mm. <laughs> and so then we filmed that. We had um, we had lots also, of schedule changes this time. Yeah. Uh, also, a, a thing that happened with that with that zoom is that the camera was set to, I believe the camera was set to autofocus. So there were a lot of shots where, or maybe was, just the focus drifts when you zoom in and it, out. Which it does, because it was the kit. These kit lenses are slow to autofocus, and and they so, just they just decide to get out of focus when you zoom. <laughs> they just don't keep the focus as you translate. So yeah, there there were a handful of shots where it's like. You kind of track it, but then like once you land on the spot or whatever, then it's a bit out of focus and it takes a it takes a second or so to get it back into focus. So it's like I just kind of, you know, use the 
more usable parts of that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Uh, well, that's good. That's good feedback to know that that because uh, 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 that was when when we were shooting it. I was I mean, it was I mean, I was watching it as it was happening. It's it was it was a tough thing to kind of track. I will say, though, uh, the one the one bit of footage I am very upset did not make it in this footage because I I was really proud of it was <laughs> was tracking the bottle into the uh, to the foil there. I looked I played back this footage. I checked it. I caught that damn bottle on the way out. Um, Brant. But I'm sure I'm sure there was a good mm. reason for it. Oh, Brant. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't really we're, remember that. We're gonna so. need a we're gonna need an alternate cut on our other channel. <laughs> we're gonna need the Bryce cut, the Bryce scam stuff. I cut. was I was just so proud that I was able to track it just at the right exact moment, the right exact speed as he shot it into the thing, and you just it was. Oh man. Anyway, uh, cool. Mm. Uh, that's the upgrades to <laughs> what. Stop. <laughs> that is the uh the upgrade. Was Bryce on the uh on the tracking camera for the paper airplanes? Because that could make you feel better about that. <laughs> paper airplanes? No, that was John. It was probably me. Uh I I was oh, on well, some of it too. I was uh, I was up top. John was downstairs. We were both downstairs. Yeah. Oh. I think I think John was tracking that because I remember I remember being on that shoot and being like, <laughs> I can't see there's just you can't fucking see white any paper yeah. against a white sky, like yeah, it was very similar to you know, what Grant is talking about, but there was one super wide shot, and I kind of used that to that, figure out. That was mine. I was on the, the wide lengths. on that one. Oh, yeah. okay. Everybody yeah. hats on the back for Corey. <laughs> what you needed to do was make paper airplanes out of Sprite bottles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's my go. Diet Mountain Dew paper airplane? <laughs> Future episode. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we have a few other topics here, uh, Brant, of, of a kind of a technical nature, and I'm I'm really interested to uh to get to them uh, one being um uh what looks like a, a, a fascinating vocal chain setup uh, uh it looks like for processing audio uh can you can you run us through yeah. this through this chain just a little so the the we've got a, a screenshot here of uh the ableton live um effects rack uh with with quite a few effects here from left to right uh can you break this down for yeah us? so so I, I'm kind of experimenting with it. Um, I, I just to like kind of make the process a little bit easier and less tedious. Although uh, I haven't quite figured out how to get like I don't think there's a good way to do um, ducking. I mean, like I could sidechain stuff, but that's that's not going to sound right because it's like there's there's so much. Brian and Jason stand so close to each other when we shoot that mm -hmm. there's so much like bleed in between their mics. Um, so I, I'm trying to do like manually duck things down but i want to automatically compress things up um, because when i'm doing the process i'm manually doing both i'm compressing the parts where they're speaking or i'm like normalizing everything piece by piece um, and then i'm dropping down stuff when they're not speaking and when other people are speaking um, so i'm hoping to automate half of the process oh god please um, do so as yeah. i'm doing this uh i don't also, I should say, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, so <laughs> these these are just things that I put uh, in here right now. He's I a modern um, rogue. I definitely looked at this and went, he's got a lot of fucking compressors on this chain. <laughs> okay, well, so what's happening here is the, the first step is a compressor. It's basically taking everything that's quiet and it's bringing it up to be louder. Um, so that's that's the first part. Soft reducer is basically taking, and I actually think at this point I've I've maybe 
swapped soft reducer and compressor in, in just their order. Um, but soft reducer is basically taking the really quiet parts and just dropping them down a bit more. Um, that's hopefully to take out things like uh, atmospheric noises or if like a person is talking um, from behind a camera or whatever and they're far enough away that they're kind of quiet, then it can kind of drop that down a little bit more. Mm. Um, but I, I've kind of... Uh, apply that a little bit less than is maybe in this photo. Then we have speech enhancer, which speech enhancer I should probably get rid of. I just put it in there because I was like, they're talking. I would like to enhance the speech. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> uh, well, sounds um, true. Yeah. And uh, this is a um, a multi channel compressor um, that looks okay. pretty aggressive. Uh, just at yeah, my that's, initial. That's just that's just default settings. So I should probably take that off until I kind of know what, what is happening there. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was just like an initial, like, ah, throw this in here. Um, then we have a vocal EQ. EQ is just to kind of get it to, you know, kind of get it to sound where I want it to sound. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of raised up in the high ends a little bit, dropped down a little bit in the mids and lows, um, a little bit of a cutoff at the very low frequency, um, but not like super harsh. Um, then we have um, a glue sidechain EQ, and that was just uh, there for uh, uh, sidechaining to the other vocal. Um, so that way, if you know, if if somebody is talking loudly, then the other track will be dipped down a little bit. Yeah, um, it, ju just so that way it it cuts down on some of that bleed through. Right. Uh, if people um, don't know, a sidechain uh, is where if you have two audio tracks. You can compress one track based on the audio of the other one. So, like like what you said, when if track A is loud and track B is side chained to track A, uh, side B will get quiet uh, when the A gets above the threshold. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's a form of ducking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right now, right now I have a side chain, but it's it's like pretty subtle. Um, I think I, I think I've even kind of uh, dialed it down a little bit more than is in this uh in this image this this was kind of like version one and then i've kind of tried to like dial everything back a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and this is um, uh ableton right yeah ableton because uh, i've noticed a few times uh heather you've gone with audition to repair some audio um uh, <laughs> what is the difference or like why didn't you go with audition why didn't you go the adobe way um well and this is all I, being I own, asked from a guy who knows less about audio than anybody. So, right, sure. So, like, um, I, I, I've I've used Audition a little bit for like repair stuff. Um, a Ableton is a little bit more, you know, designed for the like music creation and audio manipulation in that context through that kind of lens. Um, and I just want to learn Ableton better. Um, so mm. I'm using it more for <laughs> stuff like this, um, just to kind of familiarize myself with the tools. I think, I think sometimes it's a little bit easier to do, um, a variety of manipulations in Ableton than audition. Um, audition to me is very much like, oh, if, if you want to record a podcast mm. and you want to have like these handful of like, uh, uh, ways in which you can edit the audio, then like. Sure. It, it like audition feels very, uh, functional and utilitarian and pragmatic. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there are people who are probably skilled with audition who can do all kinds of wild stuff. 
Um, but Ableton to me feels like it's easier. It, a- Ableton feels like it can be a Photoshop of audio where you can and, just like really get in there and warp stuff and manipulate it. And Ableton's also how you make your MIDI keyboards and stuff come alive, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a did the it's live is mostly made for making music. Okay. Prim- primarily, mm-hmm. I would say where audition audition and this is very broadly. You can do both with both. It's not a big deal. Uh, but audition like audition is especially if you're repairing audio is very very nice because audition will deal with um uh rendering out and like actually lossy affecting audio Mm -hmm. clips um so you can dynamic link and send stuff around through other adobe stuff um you know uh, uh speaking of like vocal processing um i i think i've mentioned before on this program but um uh, for a little bit there, I was using the it, the, it built into Premiere. They have, um, oh, what is it called now? Um, mm, uh, it's uh, 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 Essential Audio. Oh. Like they have Essential mm-hmm. Graphics. So they have Essential Audio, which is um, kind of like how it is in, Premiere, uh, in Audition, where they've kind of got panels that are a little easier to use. Um and those all apply to different effects. So you could, you would say like, "Hey, here are all my vocal clips. Click this button to auto match their volume. Uh, here's a slider for compression. Here's a slider for noise reduction and stuff like that." I was using that for uh, probably a couple of months with Scamnation, and what I found frustrating about that process of using Essential Sound versus what I'm doing now is that. Essential sound is just a control panel for effects. And um, a, and when you apply something from Essential Sound, it adds those effects to all of your audio clips that are using it. Mm. Uh, which when you, at least when the, the way I cut up audio and stuff, that's a lot of audio clips. Yeah. And that's a lot of audio effects to the point where it'll actually affect playback having that many you know, suddenly every clip or all of the active audio clips have compression and noise reduction and this and that and the other thing. It, it ends up kind of being a lot, which I don't like. Yeah. I've, I've ended up, um, I should have gotten a screen cap because this would have been a perfect addition to this conversation, but I've ended up adding into my template uh, file just a standard, uh, I think it's the dynamics effect on in Premiere mm. to the audio track mixer so everything in the one and two tracks which are generally audio or generally vocal audio um will just have it applied automatically and so uh it's kind of the same thing in terms of audio um uh distance or, or microphone distance and that um you know when we're doing scamnation with josie and brian josie's a kid and a pretty quiet speaker brian is a, is a loud presenter and he ends up you know, getting, <laughs> right? um, but i i find that that cuts i've found settings that work for me and that dynamics is really nice because it mixes a lot of this stuff in you get a compressor there's an expander which would be similar to your soft reducer here of of saying okay if it's below the if the audio is below this threshold uh make it quieter by a certain ratio um uh, you can do you can uh, do like uh, a gate if you want. I don't love the gate stuff in Premiere very much, um, but I found that that just having that in my template file has 
pretty much gotten me where I need to get. Like that at least cuts down a lot of my process in terms of like the thing that that takes the most time is going in and cutting and finding the clips that I want it I want to reduce and and quiet down um so that only really the active speaker has got a, a normal volume l- a level to it. And then once you're giving that effect the that kind of pre-ducked um audio which do, which you do end up having to do manually um then it, that kind of smooths everything out for for a lot of cases it's not perfect right um you know it doesn't take into account when someone is is talking very loudly rather than when they're quiet but they're kind of close to their mic and it's and it's meant to be quiet like you kind of have, still have to go in in that but um i find like that um tool within premiere manages to do manages to save me some time but it's the audio track mixer in premiere which is like fine you can't hey you can you still can't <laughs> you still can't make a preset for stuff yeah in premiere but let alone the audio track mixer but you can't just say like cool i like these settings snapshot them save them and then let me apply them to a different track you have to manually do it which is infuriating um i'll i'll admit i've never really dug like too deep into like the the audio editing workspace in premiere and like used all of their audio tools but to me editing audio in premiere has always felt like editing video in after effects hmm. it's like you can do it but i feel like it's not like the the best tool for it i mean th- there is the advantage of like keeping it all in the same space um and not having to like open up another program or do something elsewhere um, yeah. but I felt like that, that's just, it, it's, it's not like really optimized for that kind of thing. Um, I would say it is, I think it's a, I think it's very similar in your metaphor in terms of doing, you know, nonlinear video editing in after effects, which you should more do in premiere. Um, but I, I, I think premiere's audio stuff is pretty good. I mean, especially in terms of talking about some of this basic stuff in terms of compressors and expanders and eq um i i think hmm. that that you you really get 95 percent of the way there like i i have uh you know taken stuff into audition to use some of its more fine-tuned like uh, audio cleanup stuff to deal with noise or background stuff and it, it and from and and audition is fucking stellar at a lot of that stuff some of the stuff that it does is is miraculous um when you can when you can say um, but I, I, I would recommend taking a look into that because I, I think, uh, if you can find something that you can live with there, it, you'll also save some of the headache of, okay, I have to like finalize my audio cut in premiere and then take it to, to Ableton and process it through Ableton and then bring it back or, or, or something like that. Well, I, actually, just to speak to that specifically, uh, I, I go ahead and just take the full audio track of like here's everything brian said Mm. um unaltered run it through the ableton stuff and Mm. then take that into premiere and then cut that along with the the original file and then Uh. it's like if if i find that oh my uh original compressor was slightly off on this track then i can just render out another thing um go in premiere and then just replace the file and it automatically populates it in my timeline with all the same cuts and everything Mm. um so that's that's just how I've been experimenting with it for the past episode or two. Gotcha, mm. uh, John. How do you end up handling audio, <laughs> Heather? How do I end up handling audio? 
I do it. <laughs> and we go with we go with Brant's old school method, which is you chop mm-hmm. it all up. And if they're In not premiere. talking, negative. Uh, Heather, 30, you take 30. over. Go for it. Yeah, I just duplicate the tracks. Um, so the second version is negative 15. And then I just duck out any oh. point where that person isn't talking that, on the main track. That was so. the one change I made to Brant's original method. Yeah, he would chop track? when they're talking and when they're not talking. Mm-hmm. And I take, I duplicate the track so that it, so eventually you will have one track where they're talking and the next track is them not talking. Wait, I don't, uh, because every time they don't talk, uh-huh. we set it to what is it, negative 30 on the gain? Negative uh, 15. Negative 15. Uh-huh. And when they are talking, we set it to. Not just negative four on the gain, but negative uh, negative four um, uh, peaks on the peaks. Uh-huh. All peaks are negative four. Uh, yeah. And I kind of have to chop it up into little bits sometimes to get it to actually recognize the peaks, which is yeah. the mm. hard part. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> Ramir doesn't know when it's peaking or not. Uh, I'm, I, I, and And... I think it might be just because of the way that I do because I what you're describing is exactly what I do, but I don't do I don't split out say one person's audio track into two discrete chan or two discrete tracks within Premiere. What is uh what is the benefit? What what do you get out of doing? You could highlight the whole track and make a change to it. I see. As opposed to wait, are they talking now or not talking now? Hold on, let me figure it out. Oh, like see, nope, this track is them not talking. This track is them talking. I can highlight and fix. You you know what I do? Hmm. Uh, just because th- this like uh, I what I'll do is I'll, I'll cut them up in that same way, right? Talking, I, I will classify the audio with cuts as either normal talking, uh, overlap talking, laughter or exclamations, loud stuff. Oh. And then not talking. And uh, with those, I use uh, color codes. I use I use the, ah. the color in Premiere because um, a you can set a keyboard shortcut. So now uh, when I hit Alt A on a clip, it makes it rose colored. That is for non talking. And then uh, what is it? Alt Alt Z for overlap talking. Alt X for laughing uh, exclamations and stuff. Um, and then. I can you can right click on a clip and say pick everything that is this clip's color. Oh, nice! And so, um, and so I I don't have like one drag access to to do all that, but I, I generally don't need that, right? Yeah. Like my process is like once I've determined it's it should be quiet, then it, you just kind of do that once. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never looked too much into the benefits of color coding, but I would say check that out because that's that is like how I'm able to do my audio stuff relatively quickly is that, you know, I do a pass where I'm just classifying stuff and then I do some broad stuff, right? You know, all of the, all the laughter exclamation stuff just in general is going to go down by 10. Yeah. The overlapping stuff is going to be fine. The active talking, you should check for active peaks and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so, oh, so Brant's showing us here a little bit of, um, <laughs> I just have a million cuts everywhere. You don't color yeah. it? You don't color I would surprise <laughs> really thought you would color cut. See, that's what that's exactly what we do, except we uh-huh. double up every audio yeah. track. 
Oh, y'all got a color code. Uh-uh. <laughs> we we I, should. I, I just keep it nice and organized. <laughs> I don't need a color code. I just I just go through it one by one. I just go through it from left to right. And so I you have to everything. highlight individually in between when they're talking and not talking. I mean, he does it. He's saying he does it in 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 time. In, he's onion skinning it. <laughs> okay. He's he's just going as right. Am I am I describing yeah, that? It, it? Yeah, I'm just like they they say a phrase, cut off the ends, cut in the middle if if there's variance. Select those clips and then do the uh, normalization adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, Check out the color labels. I think the co- I think that might I think that might save us a little time, uh, Miss Gardner. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a try. Well, now you got to color code them. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, also, I feel like I've gotten in the is... zone with it. Where, yeah, it's just not yeah, that I've, hard I've... for me anymore. Where, like, yeah. Hmm. I feel like color coding, you know, it's like uh, it's like you select it and you push a button and then it, it color codes it. But what if you select everything and you push a button and it normalizes it to exactly where it needs to be at the end? So like it, it, it skips a step of then later having to select everything that is one color code and then applying an effect to it. I'm just applying an effect to a thing that I just highlighted. Mm, I, I guess uh, and maybe it's 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 easier for the scamnation stuff, but it, that means I can, I I'm faster at categorizing it at in, in real time or on the fly. And so I can make a cut and while it's still playing. And then at the end, you know, just do the gain adjustment and stuff. Um, mm. Interesting. Interesting. Everyone audio work sucks a little bit different. No, I hate doing audio. <laughs> Worse. Yeah, I just kind of like the last step is just listening to it, and then I manually adjust everything because mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm gonna have to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of of some technical stuff, this one is way more out of my expertise, Brant. Um, but it it looks like you had gotten into some of the was it action script uh, stuff in in After Effects for responsive uh, yeah. designs. So yeah, uh, scripting in After Effects is 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 really powerful when you are able to utilize it um, for yourself. Um, so uh, for people who are watching the video feed, I'll, I'll show you what the um, what the episode title cards typically look like um, before I applied the scripting. So basically, you'd have these three stacks of uh, basically text layers, and you know each each of these. Uh, uh, text layers and kind of headers are like a hundred pixels apart or so. And um, basically what you would do is if you went through and you were like, Oh, I'm going to modify who was in this episode, you would have to edit the text file. And now the text file is a different height. So you would basically have to select um, the header um, beneath it. And then you would have to move it and adjust it. And then you'd have to select all of these text files and you had to move it down to center everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit of a hassle, um, but effective. And then I would have kind of a center reference that I could use to make sure that everything was perfectly lined up if I needed that. Um, and I, I didn't mind doing that and applying that process. Um, but uh, if we're restructuring how some things get published here. And so John is going to have to go in and update title cards for my episodes. And I, I, I want to make it so that when John edits the title card, there's no way that the, the spacing can be misaligned. <laughs> there's no way that I just, I just leave it as is. And I'm like, it's fine. 
<laughs> well, like, I'm not saying you would leave it as is, I, but I don't think you would go in and be like, okay, it's exactly four squares here. I you appreciate would just be like, that. Ah, it's close enough. It's close enough. It's right in there. That is what um, I've always wanted from, from all my coworkers to anticipate my shortcomings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to anticipate yeah. my... I'm learning. Eh. <laughs> See, Heather so, knows. So what I did, and and I, I will benefit from this as well, is I did some scripting. So that way, if you uh, if you adjust any of those text layers and you add lines or remove lines, it automatically keeps everything else perfectly in sync with it and adjusts the other text layers appropriately and keeps everything perfectly centered. Oh, nice. That and is this pretty was, saucy. It was basically a full day project. It was, <laughs> oh, it was yeah. such a pain. Because you would think it would be easy enough to be like, okay, we'll select all these layers, treat them as like a cohesive system, and just keep it vertically aligned. There's a button that says keep it vertically aligned, and you would think it would be easy enough to just do that. But then it's like, okay, well, so first you have to like understand that there's a hidden uh, property of text files that is like the rectangular height of the layer. Mm. Um, And it's not really revealed anywhere, but it's like in the user manual. So you have to like utilize that. And then you'd have to say, okay, well, at every, at every increment of time, measure the height of this text file. And then if this is modified, then you need to adjust these other text files by half that height in different directions to like keep them perfectly aligned. Mm. Um, In theory, you would think it would be easy to just, why not just have one text file and always keep that center aligned? But then the but then header got images the don't with move with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, it, mm-hmm. for the record, Heather, we'll uh, we will update our new title cards to this title card. Cool. Yay. Cool. I, I think it's mm-hmm. that way. It'll be uniform sometimes. <laughs> yeah, one, it'll be uniform, and two, it's like sometimes with like the with the older style of of things. Sometimes with like musicians or whatever. If you got like a really long musician name or something, then it kind of like oh yeah gets really close to the middle column, and you gotta make it like uneven or whatever. I have that problem sort of... a lot. Uh, yeah, but, so th- th- this definitely helps with that. But before you guys um, uh, fully update the template, one thing uh, that uh, I I have gotten just uh, an unknown amount of Bryce's time name should be bigger. Is that- <laughs> no, an unknown oh. amount of time saved should with first. Uh, <laughs> with After Effects graphics and templates like this is using um, the essential graphics stuff in Premiere. So in After Effects, you can say, hey, this sequence is is going to be like this. Here are these values I specifically say that are editable, especially for text. But I think you can do it for a lot of other stuff in terms of properties um, and, and all. And so what that makes it possible to do is in Premiere uh, on the essential graphics um, panel, when uh, you can bring in, um, I think they're Mogerts, or uh, I, I think those are the files for them. Uh, you bring in that template file, delicious, and it <laughs> and, and it treats it like um, kind of like a dynamic link file. But when you click on it, uh, not go into it to edit in After Effects, but when you just click on it in Premiere and you go to that essential graphics, you see text fields and you see oh. editable attributes there. And so it seems like. Um, that would be something that could also uh, uh, work in with this. So you would have just this is our te- this is our uh, Mogurt for uh, an intro. Here's uh, the field for the title of the episode. Here's the field for 
music credits, cast credits and sponsor credits and it accepts line breaks and, and all of that stuff. I, and the other reason I only rec- the only reason I recommend this is that, uh, it's, uh, it's easy to implement. It's not really easy, but it's, it's pretty easy to implement, especially if you're at this point where you're already got a lot of scripting stuff in there. Um, hmm. yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like a thing that could totally happen. Um, yeah. for, for me, like whenever I'm editing, I've just always got Premiere and After Effects both open and I'm just going back and forth between the two for like, uh, I got to make this custom animation. I got to do this thing or whatever. Yeah. See, my um, After so Effects it, is very piecemeal, very like I do this one thing for After Effects. It gets a whole separate After Effects project. Whoa. You know, I, that, I, I've, I've noticed that it's very strange to me. That, like you, you know, what com- you know, comps, right? You should just use a new comp. <laughs> there's also bins. There's folders that you could put, you know, different stuff in. Nothing. Hey, anytime doing? I do an after effects effect, uh-huh. it is a whole separate after effects project file. You will, you will get much fat, better performance if you keep it in a single far, prod, uh, a file. I will just let, let you know that right wow. now. All, all really? I know is I'm glad the, I have y'all to do folders. all this. Because I, I want nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> yeah, you want to stay as far away. Brandon's showing off his folder structure. Good, oh, good lord. Oh, that's, that's daunting. Put it away. That is daunting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look at how easy that is. And it's just one file. The one file one is file. a file. Very seriously, you should do the one file, at least for the performance thing. Having it di- dynamic link with multiple multiple AE projects. Is that what's slowing me down? It's very likely. I don't know. I don't know how many of <laughs> right. you guys are doing in Modern Rogue. I'm doing a it, lot. I use it so, but the the lower thirds on Scam Nation, um, those are uh, those um, uh, those essential graphics, and so it's still able to be basically an After Effects comp with this, you know, this transition in, and then I, uh, uh, you know, it's of a certain length, and then it's got a transition out mm-hmm. built into it. Um, but you can go in and say, okay, line A should be this, line B should be this. And in fact, I, I need to go in and update it again because um, now they support. Uh, uh, they Initially, I don't think when they initially made these that it supported line breaks, but now it does. And the line, uh, mm. the leading values are just totally fucked. And so if you wanted to add a second line on, say, if you wanted to, say, add a third line of, of um, a, like little, a, a second line of little text there, um, you wouldn't be able to, or you'd have to like duplicate it or do something weird to kind of make it appear all in once easily. But hmm. that is say the amount of time that has saved me from opening up After Effects and creating a project file just for this, uh, just for this uh, video project, and going in and cr- typing all the text in After Effects, and then going out and then oh, changing my mind, like especially just changing my mind on the wording and stuff. Just being able to do it in Premiere is so, so valuable. So I'll just say, if you're building something out now, there might be one other other bit that is um, uh, a, a big time saver. Good God, I hate yeah, looking I mean, at all of that, that code. That just, I don't that, want. That does sound convenient. <laughs> yeah, so basically I, I spent like a, a good while putting a lot of comment fields in here as well, just to like explain everything just so that way, in case anybody else needed to look into this, they could know what's going on. But also, so if I ever had to edit it, I could remember what is happening Um, because there is a lot going on and there's a lot of like defining terms and 
um, a, a lot of learning about what different things are and how to reference different things. And uh, I had to take a break in the middle of this and go eat and then like think about things while I was eating. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just, it was a hectic time. And I, I will say there is like, there is such a, a deeply unique satisfaction to saying like, I have this goal. I have this, this idea of these text fields are going to be dynamically adjusting to each other in just exactly the way you would imagine they should be able to. And then coming up with like learning, like all of the tools and like all of the infrastructure behind everything to be able to make that work. And then figuring out like the right functions and like equations and stuff. And then finally getting it all put together and it just like working perfectly. There's like no feeling like it. It's incredible. Man, it's just surprised me so much that it's, this stuff is definitely designed by engineers and not by uh, humans. People? Hey, that's my line. Yeah. That's my line. Well, <laughs> because, man, uh-huh. I tell you what, it's like WYSIWYG all the way, man. Uh, drag and, why is that not a drag and drop? Why is that well, the first? Uh, why is that mm-hmm. not the default option? Because it is, because it's old. I mean, for for lack of a better, like these are, you know, professional software packages based off of an old, you know, generationally updated. Photoshop was like fucking Terminator Two, right? Like Photoshop, James Cameron had like a working system, and it worked. It functioned back then. Sure, and so so that's a part of it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's it's not built from the ground up to be easy because yeah. it's you know they have uh they're they're just not trying to yeah. do that well, and the, just, yeah. but you get yeah, i mean you 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 know like um because there's, like there's so much stuff about definitely i feel like it's definitely designed by people who like fucking around with linux yeah. and they're just like <laughs> yeah. oh man we just we just love like typing in codes yep. and just stuff happens on screen yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like I'm there for it. Like Linux is just a text adventure, but an operating system and it's great. And I think after effects is great too, because it's very similar. Well, and, uh, that, (laughs) that, that is kind of what they're trying to do with some of these essential, the essential graphics and essential audio stuff is to try to make it a little more slidery focus, a little more, you know, I have a problem. I need to just click the thing that says reduce rumble. Um, to varying, you know, to varying yeah. things, right? I know what the thing I should do is when I want to reduce rumble. I don't need a control panel. Yeah, but we, uh, for people who don't, you know, I get it. Yeah, some uh, a couple of our other remote editors tried to tried to get some essential graphics past me. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. You got to take that to After Effects, buddy. <laughs> oh, in terms of like pre-made essential graphics stuff. In terms of like like they would they would present me something. I'm like, huh that that image slid in in a slightly not not modern rogue way. And I looked it up as like, nope, they were trying to do something in premiere. It's like, uh, you got to take it after effects. All right. That's, we need that bespoke animation. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys get much longer, much more time to edit modern rogue than I do. Animation. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's all of this, I like, I would not, I do everything in my power to not open up after effects <laughs> if I can help it. Um, uh, well, very cool. So oh, that's... I love it now. Yeah, <laughs> I never really did a whole lot with it before this because I'm not a techie. So I kind of have to like look things up when I'm figuring out how to use After Effects. Oh, that's what I love about um, Heather. She looks stuff yeah. up and she doesn't ask me. It's so fantastic. Yeah. 
There's, there's a through like line. I, I have a long, I have a long history of being a PA, so I'm used to someone giving me a project and going, I don't know, you better figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me a question. Like I, Goodbye. I feel like I know After Effects really well. Like I've used it longer than Premiere. I've used After Effects for like 12 years or something at this point. And I have to look stuff up constantly with After Effects. Yeah. But that's that's part of the reason I love it. Hmm. So. Um, okay. It's a fun uh, puzzle. Uh, we're running a little short on, on time here. Uh, uh, Brant, you're, you're building a computer. Ooh, uh, you're finally yeah. going for one. Yeah. I, w- I was using a doghouse computer for a while, and then Brian wanted that back at HQ, um, and that got split up among people. So now I'm back with my six-year-old computer or whatever that I built on a budget back when I built it. Um, and you know, computer parts have, have come a fair ways for six years. So I thought I would build a new one. I got a, I got a CPU Ooh, and you already got, got the parts. 60, 64 gigs of Ram. Um, and I got a mother motherboard. Um, yeah. and that's about it right now. Um, so I've got like half the parts wow. and there's, there's some things that'll be easy to figure out like CPU cooler. I just need to decide on one and buy it and get it shipped in. Uh, power supply. I just need to decide on one buy it and get it shipped in. Are you doing, um, are you doing water or air cooled? So I was thinking of doing an AIO. So water cooling, but not like the, not like the high end ridiculous custom water cooling stuff. Yeah, Cause that's just, just for like, people who can't accept reality. That's, that's for people who love quick land parties, which <laughs> I love quick land parties, but also I can't afford it. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was thinking about that. You know, you got your little puck and you sit it on the CPU and then it goes up to a radiator yeah. and you just put it at the top of your so computer. So what, you, uh, what are you doing with your old system or current system, I guess? Um, so I don't know. You know, I was thinking you know, sometimes I live stream, so maybe I could do like a two PC setup. Maybe I just kind of keep it around for like a diagnostic troubleshooting stuff. Maybe I, uh, I don't know yet because mm. I think it, my current system is still functional. Um, but it definitely is showing a lot of drag and wear over the years. And it's like, you know, something that on the doghouse computer would be a 15 minute render is an hour long here. Mm. Um, so there's like real tangible, uh, downsides to staying with it as it is. And it's been long enough that I feel like I could do a whole revamp. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I haven't told, I haven't totally figured out what to do with that yet. What video card Um, are you going with? So I would love an I would love an RTX 3080, and that's Ooh. what I'm planning on. <laughs> Good luck. It's just impossible to find. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm I've have push notifications on my phone mm-hmm. for a bot on Twitter that lets me know whenever new stock comes in on 3080s, 3070s, 3090s. Mm. And 3090s come in every couple days. There's like a couple units here and there. Uh, 3070s, not too often. 3080s, basically never, except for today. Today, like Best Buy had a like a whole list of RTX cards, uh, but it was at 10 a.m. and I was asleep, so mm. I woke up and I was like, "Oh, cool! All of those are gone." Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just kind of waiting for some kind of stock, and then I'm planning on buying a 3080. Um, I also have a, a nice case that I've ordered, but it's on back order, so who knows when that'll come in. And uh, and then once I get all that stuff, then I'll be able to build it and have a nice new computer. Awesome, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I I had been considering upgrading my computer as well. Uh, it's it's about four or five years old now. Um, but I think I think I ended up. Uh, I originally was flirting with the idea of maybe just upgrading it, but you know, 
the the processor in it was actually pretty good for the era that it came out in and so it's still it's still pretty good and to upgrade it would mean getting a new motherboard and mm-hmm. the second you think about having to get a new motherboard you might as well just you got to get everything and so i said i'm just gonna get a playstation 5 and i'm <laughs> going to continue to edit the way that i do um mm. uh uh which apparently i was very lucky to get that playstation so. mm. Um, well, uh, best of luck to you, uh, in getting those computer parts. It's, uh, it's a madhouse <laughs> <Yeah>, out <thanks>. there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's rough. Let's do, um, some off topics of very, uh, very, very quickly. quickly. We'll go down the list here. Uh, John, uh, <laughs> why are you watching laser discs? Well, okay. Uh, quick story. Okay. Um, I have a laser disc player and for Christmas uh-huh. for kicks, I'm getting some people actual laser disc. Uh, Heather received a laser disc for her birthday. Ooh. And it's just a fun thing because you can't actually watch a laser disc can't unless do anything with it. Yeah, unless you are somebody like me who owns a player. <laughs> this is manipulative. And, oh, here's a gift, but you have to watch it with But no, they're art. They're art. I, yeah. I I give them I give them to people in frames so they can oh. hang them on their wall. Nice. Because that's all you can do with a laser disc is it's a beautiful piece of art. Anyway, I thought, oh, I got all these Christmas Laserdiscs kicking around. I wonder what this movie does look like on Laserdisc. So I get to play it. My Laserdisc player doesn't play it. It just keeps spitting it out. I'm like, well, that's bullshit. And so I took it to a local electronic shop to get fixed. And it cost way more than I thought. Really? Like They were like $85 down. And whatever extra is, you know, you will just cut, take out the difference. Okay. I'm like, okay, fine. At the end, some total, it was about $260 to fix a fucking laser displayer. I mean, it's it's older technology. I don't know the extent of how bad it is. If they told me 260 to make it work back to So, it's I working. Wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay that much, I, but I understand the price of it. Yeah. <laughs> I get conceptually I get it. And so, anyway, I'm like, what they am I going to hire do? a historian Not- to fix it? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the historian. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, well, I already paid the money, and they already have it, and they already fixed it. I got to pay, so I paid. Mm. And I'm like, well, I have a functioning laserdisc player, and I happen to own every laserdisc ever made of Northern Exposure. This is how I'm going to prove that it keeps working. So I just put on Northern my Northern Exposure laserdiscs okay. in the background. And once I was done with those, because they only ever released like 10 episodes, I just started watching the series because I have the series like, you know, on DVD and on Plex. And so I just started watching it and hands down, one of the greatest shows ever made. Okay. 100 episodes. And Uh yeah, it's a philosophical, whimsical, beautiful show. And I just, and, and I, I don't say this lightly. I have probably the biggest collection of Northern exposure memorabilia, you know, uh, maybe with the exception of some props master living in LA. Wow. I no, own, I think it's, I think it's you. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Heather's lived in, in my apartment for a while. Yeah. And so, so I just started watching those on LaserDisc and now I'm on this whole Northern exposure kick and I'm like, Ooh, I need to add that to my reading list because they talk about a lot of literature in that show Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so that's my story i have an antiquated piece of technology and for the record for anybody out there laser just sucks (laughs) the the picture quality the sound quality it's Mm -hmm. it's garbage but it's fun there you go i love laser discs uh uh heather uh you uh you moved recently 
Yeah, I was going to tell you about my new standing desk that I got for free that I'm very excited about. I'm now a standing desk person, but now I want to tell you about my VCR. Oh, God. (laughs) Why do you have a VCR? It's a great question. So I haven't had my own place for five years, and I've been moving up and down the West Coast like my whole life. So my entire life has been in a storage unit. And so I go to unpack everything and there's my VCR and a massive VHS collection helped me move. We're like, what is wrong with you? Throw it away. But (laughs) I refuse. I'm very proud of it. And I think that's why John and I are friends. I have a dual deck VCR. (laughs) Oh, and one, and one part no longer works, but I'm not taking it to get fixed. No, don't. It'll cost you $300. I know. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think anyone will fix the VCR anymore. They'll be like, no, just, Oh no. I'll just give you a player. Here's a DVD player. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Uh, uh, Corey, what's up with you? How's, how's things? Well, things have been good, man. Uh, basically, just still recovering from the last Modern Rogue shoot. And now, now we're prepping for the next one coming up here in a couple weeks. What? January. You know, it's, it's already halfway okay. through December. I, you said a couple weeks. You said, you know, it's the first week of December, right? You can't scare me like <laughs> it's that. It's the end of the first week. Okay. It's the 8th. Yep. But now uh, we'll start shooting again. In January. bizarre briefing times, that's the 2nd of December. Christmas is tomorrow. That and this is This is my one, like, week right here to actually get a bunch of stuff done around here you know operation side of pay new payrolls and all that kind of stuff he fixed the smoke detector i did fix the smoke detector today it was broken well it was beeping at us intermittently oh that just means a new battery yeah Yeah. he replaced the battery i mean he fixed it i'm sorry that's 300 dollars. solved (laughs) yep uh brent what's up with you uh you know i'm almost uh done watching through tng again Uh, (laughs) what nice um at the end of season seven and i'm like oh yeah this is this is still fun i'm enjoying that uh you know i've been uh uh hanging hanging out hanging out uh, yeah I mean, <laughs> what else is there to do huh let me know if you ever yeah. want to borrow the blu-rays again with the commentaries what hmm. i would have to set up my blu-ray Ooh. player oh that's yeah. a steep hill to climb because it's <laughs> in my closet i know so. a guy who can fix it <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> very cool um uh, i am also doing the same trying not to go crazy at home uh on thanksgiving i did a big yeah. uh uh was that 10 hour stream um of uh, doing all sorts of thanksgiving stuff uh you know did dinner at 3 p.m like you're supposed to do uh we did what did some watched some football with madden we played we did some marbles racing uh we did a bunch of jackbox games um uh, cooking stuff i made these awful i made these thanksgiving tacos that were heavy <laughs> to say the least too much turkey or uh it was too it it was definitely too much meat i ended up cooking a half pound of ground turkey which is yeah. mm, well maybe more than i needed uh craft mac and cheese on top cranberry sauce some salsa uh um <laughs> Wasn't there something else? Mashed in there? potatoes and mashed potatoes, and also homemade some mashed potatoes. So, uh, Ooh, sign me up. It was good. It's just it was very heavy. I would I would cut back on the meat a little bit. I would try to find a vegetable to add some crunch. It was the other thing. It was very soft. Oh. That's a lot of soft foods in the trivia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, need needs a little vegetable crunch something in there. Mm. But that gotta have that good. crunch. Gotta yeah. have some crunch. Um, some uh, green beans. Yeah, oh, green. You know, I've tried green beans in a taco <laughs> before, and they're they're too tough. 
they're they're too tough i think um because you're kind of you got to kind of bite through the skin and 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 on both sides uh, i've i've tried green beans it's not the grass is not exactly green on it, that. maybe doritos <laughs> what maybe doritos Oh, crunch oh, it yeah. up. That fix, fixes everything. Okay. Actually, we have a Modern Rogue video Fritos. on Fritos. You should check it out. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, just a, that's just a corn tamale. First off, <laughs> that's just a tamale that you made in a Doritos wrapper. <laughs> but uh, Fritos, you know, they put yeah. Fritos would be good. Those are, that would be solid. Um, uh, so we did that. We did a bunch of stuff. I still need to get the the archives up on my YouTube channel. Um, but, uh, but, but that was a lot of fun. And um, I'm trying to figure out if I should do something for Christmas, because it was it was nice to kind of be with everybody through the day and give them kind of something to do on a day when most people are off or mm-hmm. dealing with family or not seeing their family. Um, and so doing stuff like making hand turkeys and then looking at everybody's hand turkeys on the stream and giving away gifts and stuff was uh, was fun. It was also very, very tiring. Um, I'd probably maybe recommend not drinking a liter of pina colada throughout the day because write that down (laughs) (laughs) all right well that is gonna do it here for the bizarre briefing we did it we did it it. um let's do some plugs we'll start with uh heather would you like to promote anything uh this episode uh you can follow me at burlesque baker and I might just start doing my YouTube channel again, which is oh yeah. Baker, now you that I have that my fancy own new place. apartment. Yeah. Ooh, no John nice. to film it this time, but it'll be <laughs> yeah. right. If you ever move to Austin, hint, hint. Oh my God. Oh, we got the burlesque baker up here. Uh, check it out. Yeah, dude, check it out. The Ooh. burlesque baker on YouTube. Oh God, uh, that sorry. Among Us video. I forgot I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Corey? Uh, yeah. No. No, you're Nothing. good. I'm good. I don't have anything. Go check out the Modern Rogue on Twitter. I've been uh, doing mm. lots of the tweets on there. Oh, nice. Uh, at Rain, Modern Rogue still, You can still tweet on there, buddy. So if you ever hop on there and help me out. <laughs> or <laughs> no or not. Pressure. Social media is tough. Social media is... <laughs> it, it, or not. Tough. But uh, but yeah, so I, I've, been, I've been handling the uh, Modern Rogue Twitter, so go check out. Cool. Uh, check that out. John? Uh, Twitter at skeptically pwned. Nice. P W N P W N D. No vowels. No vowels. That's right. Well, in pwned. In pwned. And skeptically still has the skeptically has got three vowels, vowels that are in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brant, gotta put that disclaimer in like the the banner, the header. <laughs> um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gatwag. That's G A T O W A G. Uh, same username on Instagram, Twitch, mm-hmm. um, and maybe someday. I'll be able to talk about a personal project I'm working yeah, on, but not today. About that. It's exciting. It's, so. it's, it's really cool stuff. Uh, uh, thank you for those plugs, Brant. Sorry. These are real. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me. On, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Brant. B-R-Y-C-A-S. I've started using Instagram a little bit. Uh, I'm uh, Neshcom, N-E-S-H-C-O-M on Instagram. Um, trying to post a little. Have more. you always been on Instagram? Is I've that... always been there, but I've never I don't, I did not, I very infrequently use it. 
All right. Um, so I'm trying to post a little bit more there. And I, I, I really didn't promote it much. So my skeptically pwned has an Instagram and you will see our feral cat on there quite a bit. now. Mm, nice. Oh, I just tagged you in something today. Oh, snap. I think I just tagged you in something today. So uh, Instagram. Hey, social media, whatever. Um, and uh, you see me t- uh, streaming a lot on Twitch, twitch.tv slash night attack here, uh, which is where we carry this show. Uh, 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 Sometimes a month or t- every month or two, uh, we orderly do, bizarre briefing. We do the bizarre briefing here at uh, uh, twitch.tv slash night attack or uh, go to bizarrebriefing.com where you can find past episodes, time codes, information, all sorts of good stuff here. We've been doing this show for uh, like five years now. There's a lot of 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 industry and and uh, 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 creative editing uh, nuggets within the archives of this show. So please check it out. Bizarre briefing. Biz, biz, <laughs> mm, briefing. I, I was this. I was this close. Bizarrebriefing.com. Uh, check it out, or you can watch the uh, video version of the show at YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/scamstuff, uh, which is where we post it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on this uh, yeah. October, November edition of the Bizarre Briefing. Until next time, bye bye. You say bye. he's bye. just a friend. You say he's just a friend. And I'll play with you. Got what I need. We're gonna get a DMC strike on that. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>